Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Well, 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 we are back and in action. Already getting somebody. Hello. What's up, Brandon? I appreciate that. Appreciate you coming in. ITL is back. I am your host, Ernest Silva, back with the blue collar MG sign as well as the Into the Lab sign. Uh, back with a familiar face from last week. Uh, made his debut last week. <laughs> uh, from the Competitive Hedge podcast. That's right. Kenny Cotterell. What's going on, my man? You know, the first appearance on the show just went so well that I'm like, we got to run it back. I mean, how can you not, right? I mean, I'm only nine days out from a wedding. I've got plenty of time to hop on a podcast. So uh, excited to talk some hoops once again tonight with you, Ernest. I don't even know how you're functioning right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how you're even here. Oh, wait, I saw what's in your glass. I do know. I do know how you're functioning right now. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Kenny, you, you mentioned it right before we pop things off. I, I'm actually going to, I want to touch it, right? Like, where the hell is everybody? Well, I'll tell you what, man. As soon as NFL stops, it's like everybody disappears because nobody knows what to talk about anymore until draft time. And it's like, where is the group, right? If I'm kind to- of the opposite, though, because I wasn't around a lot for NFL season and then the NBA popped up, which is crazy given the how well the pick'em went for me this year. The fact but that the you fact, won. The fact that I'm on here just chatting hoops once again. I mean, why I mean not? I mean the guy posing as you. This is actually only your second episode on this true, show. True, true. I've actually never competed in the ITL pick'em and I look forward what to my that? first appearance next season. What is that? Yeah, no, it's it's uh it it it, it becomes scarce. It becomes it becomes scarce. Uh I, I got to put this on here because why not, right? Can you do the whole live stream while sitting on inflatable handcuffs for my son's B-Day request and sign the handcuffs and send them to my son as a present? That's hilarious. Kenny, I don't know if you'll do that. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that to my guest there, Brandon. I'm going to let him <laughs> contemplate that. Matter of fact, it's close to his wedding. He's going to have to do that anyways. So, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Keep it coming, though, Brandon. Keep it coming. Uh, kind of like... Anyways, all right. So, uh, you know, one of our great sponsors is Glitch Energy. That's right, Glitch with a Y. And uh, unlike our usual request, that's right, it's not a glitch on your screen. That is actually Glitch Energy, right? Code BCMG today, 25% off. Glitch with a Y Energy.com is where you can go and use that code, find some of the greatest, greatest flavors, new flavors every week. I can't keep up. They're absolutely producing stuff nonstop. Kenny, have you tried Glitch Energy before? I haven't. I do actually need to give it a give it a try in the next couple of weeks here. Probably a post wedding purchase. Uh, we'll Absolutely. see how we'll see how well the uh, old debt situation's looking after this wedding of mine. You know, and what I've heard is that for some, instead of doing the whole bar thing for weddings, they're just doing a whole thing of glitch energy. They use code BCMG and get twenty five percent off. It saves them tons of money. Is that what you're saying? Is that we're having a glitch energy? I, if if they can get it there by March twelfth, then you know it it might be in the cards. So we'll see we'll see it, what happens. It's not a bad idea. Matter of fact, you can use our code Kenny, and you not only help us out, but you would help yourself out with that discount. Um, I'll reach out to Glitch later on tonight, and and we can we can set something up. Who Perfect. needs alcohol when you can have Glitch? Am I right? Exactly. It's it just sets it up for a better night, and then you don't have the hangover in the morning. So I see no so, see no issues here. Right you are, right you are. Uh, Brandon says, love your stream. We love you too, man. Stick around. We got some more coming for you. Rachel says she needs to try it. You absolutely do. Matter of fact, Rachel is in studio. That's an in-studio comment tonight. Uh, that's an in-studio comment. Brandon's still persistent. Can he do his request? He might have a video for you uh, 10 days from now with that exact thing. He'll sign it. Matter of fact, they'll both sign it and send it to you. Kenny, making making uh, things happen for you uh, in your marriage early on. Guys, big announcement 
the ITL Hoopathon will be back this August. That's right, in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. We're taking it on the road. The Harlingen Triple Double Basketball Academy that we featured last year, we raised $6,300. You might have seen some of the guys that were on your screen. Josh Elliott was there. Andrew Consutton was there from the Boomtown Pod. Londo was there, our other in-studio producer today. Um, and, of course, I was a host for that day. You might have seen the general there, my co-host, who's been MIA. We'll be back next week. Uh, was uh, was the MC for that event. But Hoopathon will be back this time with former G League MVP, Courtney Sims Basketball Academy up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, in Boston. His program and the triple-double program will be going head-to-head in a Hoopathon Classic. The second annual ITL Hoopathon will be this August, August 5th to be exact. Kenny, are you hyped? Yes. Yeah, I cannot that's what wait. I like to hear. I cannot <laughs> wait, right? You almost answered that like you were on Glitch Energy. I swear that that smile just came <laughs> just came out. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually really excited. We're going to be talking with uh, Sims Basketball Academy and Triple Double next week and going over the details. Um, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a middle school group and a high school group. So lots of lots of opportunities to donate. Um, and we'll be having the whole the whole gang there. So very excited to do all that. Uh, Kenny, before we jump into things, I just want to take I don't have a I don't have a banner for this. So I'll take it off. I just want to say a quick uh, moment of silence and, and wishful thinking for everybody in Ukraine and the whole situation happening there. Um, I really, I really wish things resolved quickly. I know Russia seems to be in a whole other headspace with this, but um, special shout out and, and moment of silence for everybody in Ukraine facing all these terrible things. Round one, league news and updates. All right, let's hit the hardwood. That's right, Kenny Cotterow. Round one today is hitting the hardwood, and we're going to start off with college basketball, which I think both of us have found a very extreme passion for, at least in the last two weeks for me since the NFL season stopped. Uh, let's talk about it. So right now, Kenny, tell the people what they should be looking for. Right, A lot of people are coming off that NFL kick. They're finally getting into the show. They're saying, hey, what should I be looking for? Right now, I'm seeing conference tournaments starting and, and that's where the prep is. What would you advise people who are looking to say, who's the best bet for March Madness? I mean, as far as betting is concerned, the money appears to all be on Gonzaga. But if you have a choice between Gonzaga and the field, you have to take the field on this one because, you know, the, everyone was on Gonzaga last year and we saw what happened. They got to the final. They weren't battle tested throughout the season. They play a tough Baylor team who was the second best team all year. And Baylor beat them pretty handily in the finals. So, I think what's to pay attention to is maybe don't get too high on these teams that necessarily win their conference tournaments. If we're looking just back to last year, Illinois, they win the Big Ten. What happens? They're out in the first weekend. Texas wins the Big 12. What happens? They're out very early on. So Easy, Kenny. don't pour all your eggs into one basket is what I'm saying. Like Just because a team has a hot week doesn't mean that not everyone can be UConn with Kemba Walker, where... They went on a run in the Big East tournament, and that run translates into a March Madness title, right? So, you know, look for these teams that have played tough schedules. They they don't necessarily... I'm not looking at teams with 10-plus losses. That's not an area that I'm looking at. But I am looking at these teams. Maybe they have that six to eight losses on the season, but a lot of those were to good teams. And they're a team that maybe they have some depth. Maybe they're an established program. And they're a team that you might want to take deep in March, but that's typically what I look at every year. Yeah. And for me, it's going to be who are the hot streak players, right? I look at the rising candidates on the all American board, those rising players. And then I say, okay, where are the teams that are playing? And that's kind of the, the hot streak. You're looking for the teams that have the winning records going in, even if they don't win the tournament, who has those flashes, who's leading the league in defense, top 10, top 20. Right. And then same thing, offense, top 10, top 20. Uh, Kenny, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? There are a lot of teams out there, obviously, I mean, hundreds of teams out there, uh, colleges. But what is one team that's not a major university that you have your eye on that you absolutely love? That's not a major university. I want to see where Colorado State ends up. I said Ooh. it at the start of the season that I loved Colorado State. Uh, I think they're in the Mountain West, if I'm not mistaken. They're a team that... They actually played a pretty tough schedule this season, which doesn't normally happen with these smaller conferences. But 
You've got a team like Boise State, 24 and 6. You've got Wyoming, who's strong. You've got San Diego State, who's a name that it's not just because Kawhi Leonard went there. It's a team that's been pretty established for quite a while in that conference. So, you know, you look at this conference for the top four, it's pretty strong. And they've got some veteran leadership in David Roddy. I think he's one of the better players in the country. Don't think his game will necessarily translate to the NBA, but great college player nonetheless. So I want to see where they end up. They're a team that could be in that five to seven range. Let's see who they get, depending how conference play goes. I mean, if they lose, they could potentially miss out. I don't think that'll happen. But if they lose out early, that's a small conference. So there is always the possibility that they get snubbed. So keep an eye on a team like that. Providence is another one in the Big East. The Big East all year was all about Villanova and UConn, but Providence has been strong as well. They've lost both their games to Villanova, but both of them were very close. So that's a team that I'd keep an eye on as well. They've won a lot of close games. So what is, does that translate well into March, or does that mean that they're going to play some tight games in March and they could be on the losing side of one of those and go home early? So those are a couple teams that I would keep an eye on as far as smaller conference. Not that the Big East is small, but they're one of those teams that you don't think about in that conference. Yeah, I decided let's try to take as much bias out of it. Uh, one of our newest stream team members at Holy Man, what's up, Hype Man? I really appreciate your support tonight. I said, why don't we take the bias out of it, right? Let's just keep it real. Let's look at a team that I would have no affiliation with. So I said, let's ride the Texas State Bobcats. That's right. The Texas State Bobcats, 21 and six on the year. They're on a nine game winning streak. If you're looking for those odds in, odds out favorites, they're playing really good basketball. Top 20 on defense last nine games, top 10 in offense last nine games. I mean, it is a Sunbelt conference, but that that's a winning streak nonetheless, Kenny. I mean, we've already started to see some of these programs that you don't expect to be any good winning. Like there was one today, it was the 12 seed. I think it was Little Rock pulls off a win yesterday. It was a team with like five wins, five wins, wins. in yep. their conference. Like so, So that's what's so fun about March because you look at some of these smaller conferences, whether it's the Sun Belt, whether it's the West Coast Conference, whatever conference it is, you look and you're like, oh, okay, that team's like 23 and four. So, so that's the team that's coming out of that conference. And then suddenly some team that's 16 and 14 wins three games in a row and they find themselves in March Madness. So that's the fun part about it. It's, there's a reason why there's never a perfect bracket because it's just so tough to predict. I just saw the sickest breakaway dunk from Arizona right now, and I'm hyped about Arizona. That's one. What's one major team that I'm, I'm really excited to watch in the tournament to see what they do. Um, but okay, so let me go back to reality a little bit. Texas State obviously had a nonchalant non-conference schedule, but uh, they're winning in conference, and they look like the favorites in the Sun Belt. So I'm excited to see what they do. Haven't seen a good Texas State team in ever. So ever. I'm very excited to see them actually doing well. And my birthday is 621. They're 21 and six guys. It's just in the cards. It's like, uh, Ooh. the universe is speaking. Um, so, uh, I am all about that hype. Uh, coach peanut says hashtag BCMG. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Use that on glitch. You get 25% off coach. Another stream team member that does amazing things for us. Uh, coach peanut just wants to flirt it in there. Ohio state big win tonight. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say, Hype to you, coach. I'm all about that Ohio State pride. What do you say, Kenny? I hate Ohio State come tournament time. And there's only one reason why. Wow. Because if EJ Liddell even remotely struggles in a game, then they're going home early. And I love EJ Liddell. I think he has an opportunity to be an All-American this year, whether it's first, second, or third team. It's just not a team that I love. But I also don't love the Big Ten when it comes to conference play. I really don't. I, I think they all beat each other. They all get into the tournament. And then we see what happens when they get there. A lot of teams go out early. And Ohio State, I think, could be one of those teams this year as much as I love EJ Liddell. I love EJ Liddell. So I don't need, he could have he could be a one and done and it still draft him high. But of course, we're gonna have two lottery picks. We'll get there in a minute. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Kenny and I are gonna delve right into the NBA and go straight into the heated conversation of the NBA MVP, which I don't know why, but everybody and their dog's mom has anointed John Morant as MVP of the NBA. Uh, we're not so uh, certain about that here on ITO and the Competitive Hedge podcast. Kenny, 
I'm going to start with you on this one, then I'll start the next one. Uh, Jaw is not your MVP, and I know who you're picking, but convince us why. Why is it Nikola Jokic? I think I I was one of the people at the start of the year that they were going to be the 8 or the 9 seed, maybe the 10 seed, and they would struggle because no Jamal Murray. Let's see how this team does. And then Michael Porter Jr. goes down. It's like, okay, now they're screwed. Like, they, they don't have a chance. And Jokic has been playing better than he did last year when he was the MVP. And I get it. The MVP is usually a narrative-driven award. They really want to award that MVP to that next guy. But let's face it. If Jokic isn't on that team, they're a bottom-two team in the Western Conference. Like, they're probably worse than the Houston Rockets. They're worse than the Sacramento Kings. They're worse than the New Orleans Pelicans. He has been carrying this team all year. He's been in the lineup consistently. They're currently the sixth seed, which is incredibly impressive. And it's not just the fact that they're the sixth seed. Like, look at their record. I mean, they're 36 and 26. They're 10 games above 500. So I really do believe that a lot of people want it to be Embiid because he didn't get it last year. People watch DeMar's game winners and they're like, oh, wow, like, and I get the DeMar hype because at least they're a top two seed in their conference, fully deserving. I think you take Giannis out, the Bucks to me, they're not high enough in the standings for him to get real consideration as the four seed, given all the help that he has. And Embiid now, does he not get disqualified because James Harden just went there? So now he has all of this help as well on top of it. I love Jaw. I think he's next year's MVP. But he also missed time at the start of the year. I think what he's doing is incredibly impressive. I have him on my All-NBA first team. I think that's an easy one. But for me, it's still Jokic this year. He's just done so much and made that team relevant. I couldn't agree more with your pick. And and I don't want to sound like a a parrot here in the room. So I'm not going to list all the reasons for you. But uh, my headline is semi-satire. But it's absolutely the truth. Like, who is the most valuable player to the Rockets a few years ago? If you took them out, they would be a bottom two in the West, right? It's the Harden Rockets. And uh, I mean, aside from Chris Paul, it's the before that days. Um, but but you look at the same thing with Nikola Jokic, and, and his play has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a big that could play in any era, in my opinion. I know a lot of people like to say, oh, Giannis wouldn't even be starting. I don't even want to attack that headline if he was playing in the 90s. And same thing with Jokic. He would be playing in any areas. It's a big man game. And it might be the big man, the passing big man's coming back, and that's going to be the, the the 2020s way of running an offense. Uh, look at Alperin Sagoon. Am I right, Kenny? I mean, that guy's just a masterpiece. Um, so uh, when you talk about uh, the, the evolution of the NBA and where we're going with this, uh, I think it's, it's absolutely Jokic and nobody else. Jaw up is, is in the top three for me. I, I think he's been spectacular. I just think the injury doesn't push him further up than the two I have ahead of him. And and DeRozan, this is the top of the line for DeRozan. Doesn't get any better, right? He's he's not going to play any higher. So the thing um, that hurts Jaw too is that when he got hurt, Memphis kept winning basketball games. So yes, don't get me wrong. With Jaw, he he gets them to that like three four seed range in the West. Without him, they're probably in the six seven range. But that's not a huge drop off given what Yoke, what this team would be without Jokic. If That's Embiid true. got hurt, they still had Tobias. They still had Seth okay. Curry. They still had Drummond. But, th- but they're winning basketball games still. I guess that's like, true. They're not winning as many. Don't get me wrong. But they're not going to be the 14 seed in the East. They're probably right, in right, the right. 10 seed range. So so I get the Embiid hype. If DeRozan's missing, Levine is still playing at an all-star caliber year. They have Vucevic. They've dealt with injuries. So that's also why I get the DeMar hype. But take Jokic away and this team is a bottom two team. So I, I think it's easy, but I don't think that he's going to win it because they so desperately want Embiid to get his MVP, Jaw to get his MVP, DeRozan to finally get an MVP. Like, I just think yeah. that it's going to swing their way down the stretch. This isn't wrestling, right? We're not trying to make the storyline fit the award. So we'll, we'll stay away from that. Let's take a look at the comments. We had a couple here that I wanted to highlight here. The holy man, if you're back into sports, bud, uh, we're that's what we live for is to make sure you get that hype back in your life. Uh, Denise, great friend, great friend of the show. Hello, so glad you're supporting us tonight. And uh, and Coach Peanut and the holy man are going at it here and there, but you're absolutely right. Good bigs are rare to come by nowadays, especially the complete package. 
when somebody plays defense, somebody can play offense, somebody can share the ball, do all the intangibles. And Jokic has got better on defense this year. That's another thing that gets lost in the shuffle. Last year, he was very much an offensive big. He has improved his defense this year, and it should get more consideration. Three years ago, he was a liability. Now he's now he's above average, and that speaks volumes. Um, all right, that that's going to take us over to our next big topic, which is uh, Kevin Durant returns, right? The Durantula back in action, uh, making his return from 21 games being out. Uh, Kenny, I like to start with this. As a Rockets fan, I'm absolutely cringing at the fact KD's coming back to make this run. Um, the the Houston Rockets pick looked very scrumptious as they were the 16th seed uh, right in the middle of everything. Uh, and and so in studio, that's uh, apparently Londo's favorite right there. KD, he's hyping it up. So I'm getting the I'm getting a hand sign from across the way. So uh, KD, the Durantula is back. Uh, the Nets need it, right? The Nets have been absolutely terrible. If I would call them probably the worst story right now in the NBA if the Lakers weren't doing so bad, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, sorry, Kenny. But but the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets facing internal drama, facing departures, now injuries, right? Um, not to mention Ben Simmons is out for an extended period of time. Kyrie can only play half the games. Just a whole bunch of whatever. <laughs> Coach, just uh, mimicking everything I want to say that I can't just uh, I can't just say out loud. So, so Kevin Durant here. Um, for me, it shows that the the Nets will have some continuity, right? Get back your stars. Start building out that rotation. Plug them back in. Apparently, Kyrie's contemplating the vaccine, so now he can play at home. Uh, <laughs> I know. And so you're trying to get all these all these players. But the big thing, if you're the if you're Steve Nash, is I need continuity, right? I have to have my players playing. I have to see my rotations. Right now, I'm going into the playoffs. Maybe the play-in game as a as a as a lower seed that's got to play more games now to get to a championship. And um, I've, I've maybe started my, I've never started my main rotation together first off. And, and uh, I'm uh, just hoping to, uh, uh, you know, bring some more pieces in. Uh, obviously uh, DeAndre Jordan wasn't going to come back, but maybe buy somebody out, maybe get some free agents there. Um, by the way, that's another big story. DeAndre Jordan to the Sixers today. So just add some more fuel to them, which we're going to talk Sixers in a bit. Um, <laughs> you scrunch your head, but they don't have a backup big. They're, they're very small after Embiid. Uh, so Kenny, for you, I know, I know it moves a needle a bit to see, you know, uh, Kevin Durant coming back, but does, is it too little too late for the Nets? It, it didn't really move the needle for me because I assumed that Kevin Durant was coming back. I assumed he would be back before the playoffs started they were going to have him come playoff time. The question mark is still around Ben Simmons and it's around Kyrie because Ben still has this back issue. Uh, we'll see if he even ends up playing this year. I think he will. I think he'll he'll get back with five to ten games to go. The fact that Kyrie's now contemplating the vaccine, that's an entirely different discussion that I don't want to have today. But I think you can tell from my reaction, my thoughts on it. But it's... This team doesn't win a championship if all three of them aren't playing together. And and I love the I love the Dragic move. I think that it's huge for them to get some more bench scoring. Him and Patty Mills can really run that second unit. Uh, but if they don't have those three, the the big thing about this team is that they're in the Eastern Conference where they're going to have to battle Giannis. They're going to have to battle Joel Embiid. They're going to have to battle Bam Adebayo and. Andre Drummond is going to have to be spectacular defensively to really give them a chance in those series because Simmons can't guard him. KD can't guard him. So that's a huge issue for them. So it's not a big needle move for me because I think they're still a year away. I think you give them next season with all three of them, hopefully playing at that point. And then in free agency, you go and add some real big depths that way you can actually defend some of these guys. I just don't think that this is the year for them. I don't think that they can beat the three teams that I mentioned. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I just, I hate to say it again, because like I said it last year, they're just another year away, right? They're still going to have to put the pieces together if everybody stays. And then you're still going to have to uh, go back. Matter of fact, this request from Brandon reminds me of the Nets, right? Like, they're going to have to sit on inflatable handcuffs for just a little bit longer in order to make sure that that they're actually going to uh, uh, compete for a championship. 
Uh, I'm going to leave the inflatable handcuff request to Kenny on his show. And if he won't do it, right, I'm going to ask the general next week, Brandon. So you're going to have to come back and ask again there. Um, but stick around. Stick around. We got plenty more content other than inflatable handcuffs. But that's the perfect thing to describe Kyrie Irving, an inflatable handcuff. He's absolutely an inflatable handcuff. So inflated uh, let, handcuff. That's it. That's it. Uh, but it's flat. It's flat. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the West Coast. The Lakers' struggles continue. Uh, this is Kenny's favorite topic we like to bring up every week. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not getting any better. The Lakers are now just flat out losing, period, in games they shouldn't be in. And and it's not LeBron's fault. LeBron's playing still at, at a high peak level. Um, Anthony Davis, who? Dwight Howard, who? Uh, Trevor Reza's back and everybody was hyped. I don't know why. Uh, there's just there's a lot of Laker controversy. It's your team. I'll let you start. Kenny, what's going on with the Lake Show? So I watched the entire game start to finish the other night of Lakers and Mavericks, and it's been the same thing every time I watch them. There is no defensive effort and heart from this team. Like, Carmelo Anthony comes in, and he is a defensive nightmare. Like, yeah, he'll come in and hit that big three, and so will Malik Monk, and they'll do the three like, yeah, we're so good. And then they go down to the other end, and then – They swing it to the corner and one of them's caught out of position because they don't understand their rotations. They said on the broadcast the other night, the Lakers have started 30 different starting lineups this year. So they don't even know what they're doing. Frank Vogel has no idea what to do with this group. And how can you have an idea of what to do with this group? You just look at them top to bottom and it's like, man, LeBron played so good the other night and they, they, they played good defense in the third Austin Reeves was playing quality minutes on the defensive side and it looked really good, but they can't put four quarters together. And part of it is age. I just don't think that they have the, the stamina to play both sides of the ball. And that's why you can't have three massive contracts and a bunch of vet minimum guys. Hey, there's a reason why they're vet minimum guys. If anybody wanted them, they'd be paying them more. So now they're stuck. They're completely stuck. Unless Anthony Davis comes back at 100%, like, all I want is for them to make the playoffs. They're not winning a championship this year. If they win a championship this year, I'll eat my Lakers sweater. Like, like that's how confident I am that they're not winning a championship this year. But can they at least get to the playoffs or the play-in game? Because the play-in game is even out of the question. The thing is, okay, you trade LeBron, but what's LeBron's value right now? I think it's still high. So, okay, okay. Before okay, we jump into okay but this, what is high? Is it multiple firsts? It is multiple firsts. Multiple firsts and a, and, and a starting, if not better than starting caliber player with it. And that that's your future right there. Cade Cunningham and two firsts. You take it. Well, yes, of course. Okay, 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 okay. A lot of people would tell me that that's still on the fence for them. But the issue is, and I hated it at the time. Do you remember in the summertime when everyone was like, man, I'm so glad the Lakers didn't get DeRozan? Do you, do you remember that? When when DeMar was saying, like, I'd love to go to the Lakers, and everyone's yeah. like, why would you want DeMar DeRozan? Like, he's on the back nine of his career. Well, yeah, look at him now. Do you think they'd be pretty excited to have Demar right now? They could have had Buddy healed. You know what? Buddy would have at least been a little bit better of a fit because it sucks watching Russell Westbrook get the ball at the three-point line and Luka Doncic is standing in the key guarding him. Yep. That is so tough to watch. And what does he do? He's so unconfident in his three that he steps two steps in tries to bank in a mid-range, doesn't hit the backboard, just hits back rim. They go down the other way. No one plays any defense. They hit an open three. Suddenly the Lakers are down 20. The Staples Center is booing. And LeBron's sitting there like, I don't know what to do anymore. He he can only do so much. He cannot carry a team like he did in Cleveland. This is not Cleveland five years ago where he can just turn it on. They're going to go to the finals because this isn't this group. Unless Anthony Davis is at 100%. Because Anthony Davis, at the very least, helps your guys know that, look, if they drive into the key, we have some rim protection. We have a guy there that is going to make it difficult for them to score. Dallas, every time they got the ball, drove right past whoever was covering them. Whether it was Russ, whether it was Monk, whether it was 
Kent Bazemore was out there. He hit a three and started flexing. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Go sit down. You don't even deserve yeah. to be in the NBA anymore. So here's, that's here's my, my frustration. Here's my long-term, here's me playing chess with the Lakers situation, okay? You trade LeBron away for two firsts and a guy who makes you good, but you, you're in the tankathon like the Rockets, okay? This, this is what I would do. You tank for a couple of years, get some good picks from the picks that you got. You tank and you and you uh you get Bronny, right? So LeBron's gonna come back eventually, anyways. All right. Let's just go there, right? But while you're doing this, I, I mean Zion and two first from the Pelicans, I'd entertain that. And Davis is gone anyways. I'd entertain it. Like that's that's what I would do. And then even if Davis does a sign and trade, you still get something back in a sign and trade. But I, why, why invest in Davis? He does not play. Ernest, we're at the point though where they just have to let this ride it out, because no matter what they do, they're handcuffed by Russ for the next couple seasons. There's no getting rid of that contract. No one in the NBA could would have. take that contract. We would have taken it. Like that's that. I guess that's my point, right? Like the Rockets gave you. Give us a first, a 2027 first, and 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 Russ will give you John Wall. Well, John Wall will help you play. But John, John Wall doesn't help us either because of his contract, does he? It's only two years. Russ is three. Okay, You're but off- either either way, one season isn't going to make or break this rebuild. This rebuild, as LeBron has shown his entire career, is going to be a tough, long road because they don't have assets. They're now handicapped by Russ. So... They're going to have to let it ride out. And and the Lakers aren't going to be competitive again until 2028, 2029. That's probably the range that we're looking at, which is crazy to think right now that it's going to be that far down the road. But but who are they attracting? No one's going so, to the Lakers. So I do, I do want to see this one. I don't know if you're still rebuilding it with Wall, Davis, and LeBron, first off, because I think that's a better fit. Wall can shoot. And Wall can also handle the ball and handle a second unit. Wall can shoot. He's 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 a okay. Look up his numbers, Kenny, because that's what you like to do. Look up his numbers. I guarantee you, he's a forty percent three point shooter. Okay, look it up. Now now forty. Okay, thirty eight and a half. You're doubling down on forty for John. <laughs> thirty eight and a half. Thirty eight and a half. Okay. So so uh, let me backtrack here. So if you were so I don't agree with coach's statement here. And I, and I'm glad you're, you're talking about this coach because you would know LeBron, just like all of us, you're obviously Ohio Cleveland's big, right? But if you think about LeBron going to new Orleans, Ingram McCollum, LeBron in the starting lineup, you're, you're contending. You're contending in my opinion, uh, especially with the way the West is stacked up. John wall is a career 43% shooter and a 32% three-point shooter ah, i was off by six and a half percent that's okay we'll, we'll <laughs> that's that. significant <laughs> we, okay so maybe john wall doesn't fit but he's a better player than russ right now okay uh that's just my honest opinion and maybe that's what the lakers are looking at is, hey that guy really can't play um but but i just if you, if you look at how bad russ has been this year and you look at a fresh john wall i i'd take the latter even if it cost me a first down line you have no future anyways like, what are you doing? Okay, with but John Wall's also not winning you a championship. So why are you giving up f- more assets? I don't I don't even know if it's even a Wall-Russ debate at that point. And this may have been where the Lakers front office was at. It said, Davis doesn't play. We have no chance, period, anyways. But they had a chance to not give up Kuzma, Harrell, KCP. And they could have ran it back with the same group that, when healthy last year, was up 2-1 to one on the Phoenix Suns. And they chose not to do it. The Lakers would not be in this bad of a spot if they had KCP, especially on the defensive side, because he's a very good perimeter defender. You had Harrell coming off the bench, not a great defensive center, but he would give you some offense. And then you would have Kuzma, who's playing well. I know he didn't fit in LA, but he at least is giving you a little bit more inside. So I, I think it, it's just, it was a terrible trade. They, they really tried to chase after Russ because they felt like they needed a third star when if they really went back and evaluated properly, they would realize, man, we would have beat that Phoenix team and probably gone on to the NBA Finals. You get LeBron into the NBA Finals, and it's like, ooh, like... Tom Brady conversation. Anything can happen. Anything Uh, can happen. Coach has one last 
question, then we're going to move on to the team. It's actually fun to talk about the Rockets. Uh, but why would you give up two first-round picks and a good player for someone who is only going to be there for a year or two? You just gave up two potentially franchise players and one round plus a good player. Coach, that, that's that's tough because you don't know if those picks would have transpired to good players. And usually if you're not a top-five pick, it's not really a franchise pick unless you get a, a gem like Giannis or, or Steph. Donovan Wall. In the first, or Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I said Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Wall. Uh, you had me but, thinking about John Wall still. I, I got shivers. I, I go back to it, right? Like like Orlando would have would have traded two first and a good player for LeBron. I mean, there are plenty of teams out there bringing back to the East. Like even even your the Cavs conversation, right? The Cavs would probably send two first and a, and a player for LeBron bringing back home. Um, and and anyways, everybody's in the tankathon. You're going to see a bunch of teams tank two years from now when they're trying to get Bronny into the NBA, and then you're going to try to chase Bronny and Braun all together again, uh, the father-son duo. Um, I do like that. It sparks debate, but let's talk about something that amazing happened again last night. The Rockets lost in overtime to the Utah Jazz, uh, but Jalen Green was a stud, a gem, a milestone breaker for him, his own his own saying. Since the All-Star break, since he turned 20, honestly, he's been averaging 20 points a game, four and a half assists, three and a half rebounds, two steals, one block. I mean, the guy is just doing everything at such a young age of 19 that turned 20 this year. Uh, Kenny, people were quick to judge uh, that uh, Jalen might have been a bust, but Steph Curry himself even said, uh, my gosh, I see myself in that man. So, Who uh, said Jalen Green was a bust? Tons of people. I could find tons of tweets. That said that- if you're calling a player a bust two-thirds of the way through his rookie season, then you need to give your head a shake. Thank you, Kenny. I'm not even your second show, Kenny, but I really, I'm really glad by the way. I'm not even defending Houston, but look at how many of these rookies struggled out of the gate. And then they've started to figure it out the second half of their rookie season or sophomore season, right? Look at Cole Anthony this year. He's averaging like 18. He was hurt part of last year. He, He struggled early on, but now he's starting to figure it out. You can't even judge a player until they're 23. 23 is probably the age where it's like, okay, we're starting to see what they're going to be in the league. There's very few past that age that turn out to be a gem. So, I mean, Houston, it's good that they're competing. It's good to see them compete with a team like Utah. Yes, it's in a loss, but it's big for them to play a team like that tight because it goes a long way in their development, their confidence, everything that they need in order to succeed moving forward. So, they're not going to win a lot more basketball games. We know this, but it doesn't matter because they're not trying to win a lot of basketball games. They're trying to get that number one overall pick, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. I, I'm so hyped. The light just went on. It wasn't even me. I was just sitting here, and the, the light went off here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, for a Houston Rockets take from not me, but Kenny Cotterell himself. I mean... Can we just get this man a Rockets jersey? I'm going to get you a Jalen Green Rockets jersey. I'm going to ship that to your house. I dare you to ship me a Jalen Green jersey. The studio's laughing, Kenny. Everybody's loving this. I'll wear the Jalen Green jersey on the show until NFL season starts. Holy shit. Sound the alarm, everybody. We have a new Rockets fan in the house. The Lake Show (laughs) sucks that much that he is H-Town ready. Kenny Cotter, welcome to H-Town, the Rocket Rowdies. We appreciate you. Is that what you call yourselves, the Rocket Rowdies, or is that I, just something that you made up right I now? I just kind of made that up, but I, I do know that... You made that, it believable. Uh, did you know that every time that they sing the national anthem at a Rockets game, home or away, and they say uh, the Rockets red glare, the entire section of Rocket Rowdies that are up there just start screaming? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a fun thing. Rachel Gonzalez, another studio member here, is saying, welcome, welcome. I am absolutely about that. Uh, that is right. I, I I wish I had an alarm. I wish I had an alarm. I I'm, I'm on the Lakers uh, wagon still. <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Uh, I hope the Rockets Nation is hearing this. Uh, but look, uh, since the Rockets really don't have any good players, according to Kenny, uh, the the uh, Jalen Green and Alperin Sangoon will be conversations we have for decade to come uh it's two players i'm very excited about uh i just don't think kevin porter jr is what everyone thinks he's gonna be i think he's gonna be a fine nba player but when they were talking about the rockets rebuild like kevin porter jr was gonna be a part of a big three one day 
No, I'm not no. going that far. I, I, don't, I, think I don't think that either. I think he's a fine starter. Actually, to be honest, I think he'd be very good as a six-man scorer. I think he'd be a great hey, Jordan Clarkson. I was about to go there. I was about to go there. So I, I absolutely think that's exactly that's what he is. because I know so much about our Rockets, right? Our Rockets? I, I mean, it just comes off the tongue well there. I, I, I just I feel this vibe happening. Welcome I think to Vic the put something in my wine. I could be wrong. Is, that, we'll is that red wine? That's red wine. Oh my oh, gosh. No, that's what it <laughs> you is. Are, you are. It's just, it's inside. It's because there's no now. yellow wine. That, Holy that's the issue. Shit. Holy shit. Let me tell you what. I am Rockets Hype. We are now tied for first in the tankathon. That's right. <laughs> tied for first. 15 and I was like, well, you're tied for first in what? What? Talk What's to the me. category? Turnovers? What, what, are we, what are we tied for first, Kenny? What are we Don't tied me. for last in? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Welcome to the family, Kenny. And the studio is just hyped up right now about you joining the family. I'm very excited. Who knows? BCMG next. Just kidding. All right. 76ers, the best pick in the East. We're going to wrap up our NBA conversation before we go into picks. Is this the best team in the East? Kenny, I'm going to go to you. The 76ers, to me, have been a huge success since Harden has has uh, gone over. Um, do you have other thoughts about them? Uh, I think that they're fine. I think they beat down the New York Knicks twice and everyone really overreacted. I just think that this is going to be a fun offensive team to watch. I do have concerns about them come playoff time depth-wise and defensively. So I, I I thoroughly believe that until you beat the Bucks, they're the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. And I know you're a big Giannis guy as well. So uh, it's not surprising that you would love that take. But I just think... Miami's good. I don't believe in Chicago unless they're healthy. Uh, but Philly's definitely in the mix. I think if you're looking from a betting perspective, they're the third best odds. So it wouldn't be a terrible one to sprinkle on. But yeah, I, I think the Bucks are the team to beat still for me. Yeah, if you heard the bark in the background, that's our sponsor, PetSmart. That's right. Take a no, it's not. We're not. We're not sponsored by PetSmart. Um, all right, guys. So uh, I completely agree with Kenny. I, I I actually think the Sixers are the team to beat. Uh, I think the Harden and Bead pairing is uh, just like Kobe and. I'm just kidding. It's not. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was all about it. Uh, I I I don't. I I think the the team right now for me um, is going to end up being uh, the the. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I, I like the Bucks more than I like the uh, the 76ers right now, especially if they're healthy. And um, Coach Pena is telling me the Cavs destroyed the Bucks. You know, Coach, last week you told you told us the Cavs were the team too, and I think they ended up playing like the Magic or somebody last Wednesday, and they lost. And they I was also, like, okay. they also just got slammed by Charlotte, I, didn't they? Like I'm, yeah, yeah, that's another one. So like, I, I don't know the Cavs for me. Hey, just, don't get me wrong. I like Cleveland. They're just they're just they're a little bit away. They're, yeah, I don't think they're the team to I think I think a healthy Colin Sexton, we start having a real conversation about Cleveland. But yeah, I, I, I do like them moving forward. Yeah. I think Garland's great. I love that Jared Allen contract. I was on this show after that Harden trade saying Cleveland got a steal in getting Jared Allen. Oh, sorry. This is only my second appearance. How could I have been on that show? You know, Wait a second. That? Wait a second. Did you just say you liked a Longhorn? Wow. Jared Allen, a former Texas Longhorn? Yeah. Big fan. I, you just moved down here, Kenny, at this point. You should be in the studio with me running this show. I, think about it. It's I'll on the table. It's it. on the table. Uh, guys, uh, we, we don't have a streamer of the night, but we are going to have our BCMG stream team video coming up. Coach Peanut, who you've seen in the comments, even the holy man that you've seen in the comments. Many others have been a part of the stream team. The BCMG stream team, we appreciate everything that you guys do uh, being a part of the family. Go check it out. Twitch and Facebook Gaming, go check out their pages, um, each individual, but uh, let's roll it. And then you can access your stream deck with your mind. <laughs> Dim our key lights, bro. Connect to your stream deck via catheter. <laughs> oh, yo, clip that. Clip that headshot. On the ladder. You got both of them. One more now. I got it.
Finisher! No! No fucking way! Let's go! Yo, that guy in the heli, he was all the way across the map! I think they've shut the door on these people. Gosh, you know, shout out to Mark. I mean, just fantastic work on those videos and those promo videos, Mark. Huge shout out to the BCMG stream team, though. You know, as we grow, we continue to gain more and more content creators with the BCMG stream team. If you're interested, uh, definitely reach out to me today or any day of the week. You can always reach out. And I am more than willing to hear you out and see why you should be a part of the BCMG stream team. Tons of great talent. A uh, big shout out to a couple guys, though. Kendall Too Quick from Facebook Gaming has joined the BCMG stream team. Young Kakarot 10 joined the BCMG stream team as well, Twitch Gamer. Uh, and the Holy Man, now part of the BCMG stream team. Very excited to keep growing. Uh, Kenny, what's the last video game you played? Uh, last video game I would have played would have been Warzone a couple days ago, I think. Caldera. Yeah, I actually got a couple dubs that day. Wow. Uh, not, be not, not because of me. Uh, wow. I'm usually the guy that's getting like four kills but died five times, so... Uh, that was probably the last game that I played. Played some Spider-Man the other day. I've enjoyed that game quite a bit. And uh, that's about it, I think, on the gaming side. Yeah, I haven't caught a dub in Warzone in a very long time, actually. I've gotten like a ton of second and third places, but I still... We, not... we got two first, but then before that, it had been weeks, I think, since we won. So to get two in the same day was pretty huge. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. No, absolutely. All right, Kenny, it comes to one of my favorite times, which is our NBA picks. We already talked Tankathon, so we're going to end the show here with their NBA picks. That's right. These are all guaranteed, BCMG guaranteed, picks of the week. That is right. I'm waving this finger up one time. The studio's waving their fingers. Everybody's waving their fingers here in San Antonio. That's right. Everybody's hyped here in the studio. Kenny's looking up his picks. We're going to start off with the big man showdown tomorrow, Kenny. I know you are all hyped about it. Your MVP, my MVP, Sengun versus Jokic in a matchup in Denver that's going to be fantastic. Denver Nuggets open up as 13.5-point favorites in a very invigorating game. The Nuggets will win by at least 13.5 points. So the Nuggets will win this game in a blowout over the Rockets. But it's going to be fun for three quarters until the Rockets don't play Alperin Sagoon in the fourth quarter. Um, actually, I'm just kidding. I'm going to take the Rockets to cover in this game as a surprising cover for me. On the road, Rockets plus 13 and a half is the first pick. Kenny, your pick. Man, I haven't even really seen many betting lines that have dropped already for tomorrow. I will put out there that tomorrow, Murray State, ranked team in college basketball, are playing whatever their spread is, I'm taking it. They are playing Southeast Missouri State. They're 28-2 and two on the year. You know who's an alumni of Murray State? Who's that? Jaw Morant. Oh, there you go. Picking some jaw some jaw love right there. Uh, so although I took the big man Sagoon over Jokic in the spread deal here for Denver versus Houston, I am going to go with a college game as well. I am taking the 23-6 and six Ohio college against northern illinois ohio university against northern illinois uh nine and a half point spread for that game i'm taking the nine and a half i'm gonna say they cover that illinois, northern illinois eight and 20 only won three games at home i'm gonna roll with ohio on the road i like the pick i like the pick i i am high on that ohio team they have burned me a couple times but uh same here yeah. 
I will go with the Drake Bulldogs minus three and a half tomorrow against Southern Illinois at home. There you go. There you go. Murray State, Drake, Ohio, and those Houston Rockets that we have now all come to love and appreciate here on ITL uh, is are the four picks of tomorrow. That's right. That's your BCMG guarantee. Ramp them up. Ramp them up. Ramp them up. There you go. Kenny doing it with his head. He's just so wrapped up. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore because he's getting married. He's talking about the Rockets. Who knows what's happening? Uh, guys, that is the show. We are very excited uh, for today's show. Um, you know, Kenny and I love talking basketball. I, th- I think if I could play basketball every day, I would. If I could watch basketball every day, I would. It's in our veins. Uh, we'd probably do this show every day we could, um, but we're married, so it doesn't happen. Uh, but Kenny, it's always a pleasure. You know, two weeks in a row now, I've gotten to learn and, and see who you are, and I really appreciate you as a person. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Kenny, tell everybody where they can find you. Ernest goes soft on the second episode of Competitive <laughs> Head being on the show. Holy crap, I can't wait for episode four to see see how soft you get. No, you can follow me on all social platforms at CompHedgePod. Uh, I have my daddy, daily betting newsletter over on Substack, uh, as well as an episode this Saturday morning. Going to be going live at, I believe, 9 Pacific time. Uh, going to be talking some college basketball, some NBA MVP as well. We're going to break down our top five uh, with my special guest, Francis Carlota. Uh, Ernest, this is always a ton of fun, man. I don't know if I can commit to next Wednesday or wow. Thursday as we are getting rather close to this wedding of mine. But uh, I do appreciate you having me on. I'll do my best to be here next week. I don't expect you on next week, uh, but if you're calling me from the plane, I would absolutely appreciate it. Um, I, I will say this, though. Uh, it's the first time anybody said, we'll see how soft you get by episode four. So I appreciate that compliment. I don't know I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but thank you, Kenny. Uh, I am your host, Ernest Silva. Add into the lab pod is where you're watching this Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Our wonderful, our wonderful sponsors, Glitch Energy, Blue Collar Media Group in particular for this show. Thank you so much. Triple Double Basketball family right family sponsorship of the show as well as taquito express thank you guys so much for all of your support and dedication and let's not forget our newest and greatest sponsor that's right bet us uh guys if you're going to go and bet for march madness go bet us drop 50 dollars. use code bcmg you not only help this show but you also help yourselves you get that that 125 percent increase for your betting odds bet us code bcmg everybody good luck with your bets this week lock it in lock it in what was it? It was Murray State, Houston Rockets, Ohio, and Drake. Drake. That's right. That's right. Good luck with your picks. Good luck, Kenny. If we don't see you next week on the show, good luck. You guys are fantastic. Till Vic, we said hi. Have a great one, guys. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.